Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get ready for the week five waiver wire next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers and oh my goodness, Daniel Jones just got sacked again. Little joke, he got sacked 10 times in this game Monday night. The Seahawks sacked the Giants 11 times total in a 24-3 win. And honestly, it's it's one of those games that I just, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was such a mess, especially the, the Giants were such a mess that it kind of ruined the game for both teams, at least from a fantasy perspective. The Seahawks thrilled with their 24-3 win, their 10 sacks, their interception return for a touchdown. All of that was great for them. But on offense, this was a situation where Geno Smith threw 20 passes. He missed a little bit of time with a knee injury. Drew Locke came in, went two for six, hit on a big play. But only 26 passes total. They dropped back 28 times. They ran the ball 23 times. They just didn't have a lot of offensive opportunities because they had one drive that they never got to because the Giants threw a pick six. They had a bunch of plays where the Giants kept the ball. The clock was running the whole time because of all the sacks. So it just, it wasn't a situation that really created a lot of opportunities for the Seahawks. And I I don't think you can really take anything from the relatively quiet games from Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And then on the other side of the ball, I don't know what we can take away from this Giants team, except that I don't know if anybody here is worth using as long as Saquon Barkley's out. They've got a, a tough matchup next week against the Dolphins, and they've got the Bills. Both of those games are on the road before, you know, Washington in week 17 or week seven. You might be able to use, uh, you know, Daniel Jones and Darren Waller there, but everything about this offense just looks really, really bad. Darren Waller, especially. I mean, we knew the wide receiving core was going to be an issue for fantasy, certainly, but especially, you know, for the Giants. And, it's been that case, the way that way so far. They just haven't had anybody may step up and make any plays. But the thing that's hard to wrap your head around is even with all the issues, even with all the sacks, even with how disjointed the offense looks, I don't see how Darren Waller only has three targets in a game where they threw 34 times, drop back to throw 45, maybe 50 times with all the Daniel Jones uh, scrambles. So it was just, I don't know what the game plan is. I understand that Darren Waller's, you know, more of a downfield guy. And if he, you know, if the pocket can't hold up, they can't get the ball to him. But dial up some screens, dial up some short opportunities to get the ball in his hands. He's their best playmaker without Saquon Barkley, and they just haven't found a way to do that. I'm Maybe he's just lost enough of a step that it's not worth chasing. But I, I still think 
There will be better days for Darren Waller when this offense looks a little more functional. Hopefully that will start in week five if Saquon, Saquon Barkley can get back. But you can't have any kind of optimism about this Giants team right now. And even Barkley, I mean, he's probably more like a low end RB1 when he comes back from what's going to end up being at least a two week absence due to an ankle injury. We're going to move on to week five waiver. I'm looking at Jamie Eisenberg's top options. Make sure you listen to the full episode of fantasy football today to get that and check out Jamie's full article on cbsports.com slash fantasy on Tuesday morning for his full breakdown of every position's priority list. But right now it, it, this is not a great week for the waiver wire. I will say if you've been sit, if you didn't get Devon a Chan or, or Jerome Ford or putting a coup in the first four weeks and you you're sitting on a big uh, fab budget, you probably want to hold on to it. Keep your powder dry. The only guy who might be, you know, worth really breaking even like a 20% bid for is Julian McLaughlin, the running back for the Denver Broncos. And that's only if we get news between Tuesday morning and Tuesday evening that Javante Williams is going to miss at least a week. And if it's just a week, it's probably not worth more than like a 10% bid unless you're really desperate because we know Samaj P. Ryan, he's still going to have a role. I think Jaleel McLaughlin is probably going to be, you know, the lead rusher. He's certainly looked like the most dynamic option, but it's going to be a committee. That's what Sean Payton wants. Even when Javante Williams is healthy, when it when it's Jaleel McLaughlin, I think it'll be a, a committee. But I do expect Jaleel McLaughlin to get more opportunities than Samaj P. Ryan and to do more with the opportunities that he gets. So if Javante Williams misses time, I do think McLaughlin is going to be a, you know, an RB three who probably needs a touchdown to be an RB two, but still someone worth targeting. If you need some tight end help, there are a couple of interesting options. Jake Ferguson and Cole Komet both rostered around 60% of CBS fantasy leagues means they're probably not available in most leagues, but if they are, and you need a tight end streamer, if you have Darren Waller, yeah, I might use Jake Ferguson and Cole Komet ahead of Darren Waller. At this point, I would definitely use those two guys ahead of Kyle Pitts at this point. And then a couple of, you know, upside, low, low probability, but high upside wide receivers to target. Michael Wilson had two touchdowns for the Cardinals. He was a guy who earned a starting job and has been running a lot of routes for most of the season, but hadn't really been doing much to earn targets. But he made some plays in week three, had a big week four. There is some upside there. He's a guy who, you know, produced really well in college, but had trouble staying healthy. So he's healthy right now. And then Jameson Williams, I mean, he was considered by many to be the most talented wide receiver in last year's class. He was a top 15 overall pick coming off an ACL injury. That tells you how highly the, the Lions thought of him suffered a hamstring injury in the preseason and obviously coming back from a suspension. So a lot has gone wrong for him in his NFL career. He also played six games last year, played about 60 snaps across those six games and had one catch. So we don't really have much to go on except for pedigree and, and, the belief that this guy was a very good prospect, but he's coming back. He's likely to be activated this week, 47% rostered. If you've got room on your bench, I think Jamison Williams is kind of just a dart throw at this point, but it's a dart throw worth making if you can afford it. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time. 
just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. <laughs> 